Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, we're talking about the Black Women at Work series. That's right. Every Monday at noon EST on Instagram at instagram.com backslash Ashley Ashire, I am hosting a series um, talking about women in the workplace, um, Black women in particular, and some of the issues and challenges we face in the world of work. Last uh, this week's topic, uh, so yesterday's topic was uh, what to do when they cry. And it was really an insider conversation for Black women in particular to talk about the weaponizing of tears, particularly by white women. Uh, we know that there's a long history of um, the relationship between Black women and white women in general, particularly as it relates to um, uh, this country's ugly history with slavery um, and white women um, being some of the most vicious and heinous slave owners and perpetuating um, some really horrible things about Black women and womanhood and motherhood and, and really the devaluing of Black women in a meaningful way. Um, and that history, right? That painful, painful history still lives with us today and it comes into the world of work. Um, we know that tears are a thing that can be weaponized and there's a long history of um, unfortunately, women doing that in the um, world of work as well. Um, and it's not always, it doesn't always come off as just literally crying, but anger, frustration, pettiness, this can all be used against Black women um, to really hurt our livelihood and hurt our careers. And so I really wanted to have this sort of intimate insider conversation with Black women about our lived experiences in the world of work and, and how to navigate that in a meaningful way in a way that feels empowered, in a way that centers our identity, but in a way that is honest and raw and real about the, the things that we experience. And so um, if you did not catch today's live, make sure that you follow me on Instagram at instagram.com backslash Ashley Ashire um, and turn your notifications on so that you can get notified when I go live every Monday um, at noon in August, because these are insider conversations. I'm not saving the live. Lives. I'm not reproducing them because I really do want to have this like intimate insider conversation and I want it to be live. I want it to be interactive. I want it to feel connected. Um, and I'm actually inviting women on. So I'm inviting women on the live to join me, to talk about their experience, to talk about, you know, what's worked for them, what's been challenging for them um, in this area. Today, uh, Tasha joined and she just kind of like was in her office and was like talking to me about what she's experienced. And it was a really great dialogue. And so this is just an effort to build community, to connect with more women um, and to serve, right? Like I'm really eager to serve. So, um, and I just have so much knowledge about what we've experienced, right? In the world of work and what I've experienced myself. Um, and I want to talk to you about that um, and talk to you about what you can do to, to navigate some of these challenges. Um, and so I think that um, if you are interested in those kinds of conversations, right? Like if you're excited um, about like having like this girlfriend conversation uh, that we have on the podcast every week. It's extending that to Instagram live every Monday. Uh, like I said, in the, um, every Monday in, um, on Instagram live, um, in August, we're having that conversation and I'm super eager to, um, 
to, to, to have you join in it. So do make sure that you follow me on Instagram.com backslash Ashley Ashire. Uh, next week, um, we are talking um, all things um, diversity, equity, and inclusion in these committees that many of our jobs and organizations have and, and what Black women's roles are in those committees and, you know, um, working groups and affinity groups and, and how you can really leverage those to um, get what you want out of those, but also not burn out. So I'm excited to have, again, an insider conversation um, and make sure that you, like I said, you turn your post notifications on, you follow me on Instagram and you just mark your calendar. Go ahead and just put it on there, girl. We're spending lunch together every Monday in August and I cannot wait to have you join me. So next up is I Digress. And this week we are talking sins of the father or not so much just sins, but really we're having a conversation with one another about the mistakes and challenges and gaps that our parents have and how those still impact us today. I'm really excited about this conversation because we talk about parents a lot on this podcast. Um, and, and that's because they're so impactful. You know, you don't get to school in life unless you learn a bit about the people who brought you into this world. And so really relating our lives experience back to our parentals is something that Marcy and I really um, enjoy doing. Um, and so we're going to dive right in. Um, so Marcy, let's start with um, a conversation about our parents and about their mistakes. Do your parents ever talk about their mistakes? And if so, what do they say is the biggest mistake they've ever made? Yeah, my parents have talked about their mistakes, but I wouldn't necessarily say that they've identified what the biggest one is. Um, I definitely think that with maturity and uh, just life experiences, being able to reflect on the past and be able to comment about where life has been, what things have happened, what things have not happened, um, and so on and so forth. I definitely think that they're able to recognize that. Sometimes I think a little more harshly than is necessary in a lot of ways, especially as I get older and just think about life and how life shows up for people. Um, so yeah, I don't know that they've necessarily identified their biggest mistake that they've ever made. What about you, Ashley? Do your parents ever talk about their mistakes? I mean, dad, for sure. Did mom ever talk about her mistakes? And what was the biggest ones that they admitted to? Yeah, in preparation for this episode, I got a chance to talk to my dad um, about this this conversation, like sins of the father and like what mistakes and traits he has that he feels like he passed on to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that he says that the biggest mistake he's ever made is like not investing when he had the opportunity to like, you know, it sounds like just across his life, he had the opportunity to invest in like, um, like some companies or invest in gold, like the, uh, like trading and things like that. And he, you know, is not a big risk taker. He's kind of a, you know, like will downplay or diminish something if he feels like it's too risky or it's not a good fit. And, um, yeah, and he, he talks talks about that um, and, and how he wishes that he, uh, you know, would have invested, would have taken those risks, would have like poured into things at an earlier, you know, time, because obviously now you can see the rate of gold in this country, for example, or you can see how investing in the stock market when you're 22 can reap major benefits when you're 60. Um, and so, like you said, it's kind of that hindsight piece that, you know, you get when you're older and that you're maybe a little bit more harsh on yourself than you have to be, but he talks a lot about that. Um, you know, with my mom, I didn't really have an opportunity to talk to her about like, 
life choices and mistakes is definitely something that I feel robbed of, honestly, not being able to like have her thoughtful reflection at this stage in my life in particular kind of sucks. Um, so, so yeah, I never had the opportunity to, to talk to her about that. And I think that, you know, even when um, I talked to my father about, you know, mistakes, uh, he definitely has like, in my opinion, like rose colored glasses <laughs> about it. Um, you know, and I think that like even him perceiving his biggest mistake is like this investment thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like, man, you have a pretty storied life dad. you know, you did a lot of things in life. Is that the, is that the thing where you sort of feel like this was the missed opportunity? Um, I'm kind of surprised at that. Um, and I feel like, um, increasingly he's talking a lot to me about investing and about like having my money together and not, you know, being a frivolous spender and really being financially sound because, um, I think that those are things that he reflects on and wishes he had done differently. And so he's definitely spending a lot of time telling me cautionary tales about like, you know, don't be frivolous with your money, you know, don't, you know, don't overspend. Oh, you should put this on a credit card and pay it off over time with low interest. Like he's got all these tips and tricks and, and trades and things he's always telling me about. Um, half of which I'm like, yeah, I don't know where you got this advice from. I'm not sure that it's accurate, but um, he's definitely like he, well, and always, even with, you know, when my mom was alive, he definitely was a fiscally responsible one. And he's definitely leaning into that now. And honestly, I am so much more fiscally responsible than I was, let's say 10 years ago. And so I'm so grateful that like, I can hear that now and not just be, be completely rolling my eyes. Like I can hear that now and be like, yeah, you're right. Like, let me, let me get on a, a savings plan and let me consider what it means to invest and stuff like that. So I'm so grateful that I can like hear that and not just dismiss it and roll my eyes. Um, but what about you, Marcy? Do you do you find your parents like constantly telling you cautionary tales about you know past mistakes and what you what they wish they would have done differently and what you, then you should do differently also? I think that maybe years ago that may have been the case, but right now, um, no, I think my parents have kind of accepted that. I walk to the beat of my own drum and I do things the way that I want to do them. And I know that my parents have always known that about me, but um, they don't do as much as that. I think in a lot of ways, my dad definitely used to have a lot to say about the decisions that I made and just really wanting me to have a different lifestyle than a lot of a lot of the people around me were afforded. And so he had a lot of commentary about what college I was going to go to and just some of the decisions I made about dating. Um, dating quote-unquote dating so like there was a lot of that um but my mom was very much so like a best friend and you know how when your friends is you don't really give your friends lots of like realistic advice you're kind of in it with them and just kind of going through the motions is not always helpful um and so my mom was definitely more of a, a best friend and so I think that I mostly learned cautionary things from watching them and just making decisions different from what they did and just I wanted to live a different life and have a have different goals and different things and so looking at what my parents did and then the ways that I didn't want my life to go, I made different decisions. And so that's kind of where I got my cautionary tales from. Um, but I do think that like my parents sold a lot into me, the little that they had, they sold a lot into me and I'm extremely grateful for that. And I will always believe that 
because I've made decisions to not necessarily be like my parents and not that my parents are bad people. Like it's not even about who they are. It's just a different kind of lifestyle that I wanted. And so I think that I reap a lot from making those different decisions. And if they had been different parents and they had done different things, I always question whether or not I would be who I am today. So it's kind of a lot of the ways that they showed up in my life really helped me to become the person that I am. And I think that I constantly reap benefits from that. Like I've talked about on the podcast before, how I don't really believe in mistakes per se. I believe that there's always something that comes from it. And so when I look at my life and I looked at the lessons I've learned from my parents and watching them and making those decisions, I believe that I'm reaping a lot of benefits and I'm, I can only be really grateful for them. Um, what about you, Ashley? Do you think that there is anything that you are still reaping from your parents? Uh, yeah, I mean, just like the blessings, <laughs> the blessings of grace, um, the blessings of like knowing God and like having like an intimate relationship um, are things that I'm constantly grateful for. Like, obviously, you know, I'm a believer and I talk a lot about my faith on the show and like, I'm constantly baffled. Actually, I'm not, that's not true. I'm, I'm constantly grateful, not really minding other people's business, but more just grateful for the fact that I know God in a, what feels like an intimate way, because I, I literally can't imagine not having that relationship and not knowing who to go to. And I feel like that's something my mother in particular passed down to me. Um, and those are some of the good things, some of the good things I'm, I'm reaping, but oh my gosh, Marcy, for years, my mother's frivolous spending habits was something that I sowed and reaped abundantly <laughs> in some really trash ass ways. And so I am so glad that I like unlearned, right? Un, un reaped and, and threw away. I don't know even the analogy to go with that, but um, just like got over that. And it, you know, it's weird though, because like my mother, it wasn't that she was just like out here spending money that she didn't have. It was more just like she would make money and spend it. Like, and and money was never an object for her. She always had it. She always could spend it. It just was like that. Only like, I just couldn't live like that, right? Cause I didn't have money. Like, and so I was like living the same pattern but didn't have the same level of income or like the same level of like, can go get more income in that same way. And so, um, yeah. And it took me, honestly, it took me a really long time. Mindset was a big um, part of that. Um, and you should definitely check out um, an episode that I did, uh, a solo episode. I think it's maybe the only solo episode I've ever done um, about um, getting out of credit card debt and sort of my journey around that. And I talk about this idea that like mindset was such a big part of that. And if you would have told me before that mindset, and I'm using air quotes here, right, would have helped me like get out of debt. I would have like, girl, I can't think my way <laughs> to financial freedom. But honestly, like making up my mind that I was not going to be in debt was a big part of getting out of debt. Like just making up my mind and being like, I'm not going to be in this forever. I'm not going to stay stuck here. I'm not going to keep like having bills and not being able to pay them was the first step. And honestly, a continuous step in of getting out and then staying out of debt. Um, and so that was like really huge for me. Um, and I think that like on the, in the more positive side though, too, like, you know, my, my patience, which, you know, you talk to people close to me, they may say, I don't have much patience, but the little bit that I do have, I definitely get from my father, like his patient and welcoming and just like, 
um, approachable and inclusive demeanor. I know I get from him. Um, and, and I, and I love that. And I'm grateful that I'm like reaping, right? Like I'm still reaping those benefits that feels really meaningful. Um, yeah, that feels really meaningful to me. Um, and I think that like, as, as I like reflect on that, um, I think, I want to be able to impart on my future children if I choose to have them some of that same like the way you walk through life because you're right Marcy you know like when you are raising children like our parents raised us you know some of those cautionary tales and life lessons just don't stick right but the way they act the way they walk through the world like watching them walk through the world and the way they do it is such uh is much more an impactful cautionary tale, tale, if you will, will, or way to do it than just like telling them what to do. Like the way you handle stress, the way you manage work, the way you spend time with them, the way you talk about money, the way you value people in your life is such a more important lesson learned than what you tell them. And so for me, I think, um, making an an intentional decision about how I walk through life and and the and and showing that to children even to my younger siblings as I think about them um is definitely something that I'll make as well um and then talking about money both for my father who's like now invest 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 but never told me about investing when I was younger um and picking up bad money habits from my mom and even you know for my mom like you know talking about like yeah spend money treat yourself but then also girl have a budget and stick within it are definitely lessons that I hope to shift and change for my parents so what about you Marcy are there any same and or different decisions um that you will make than the ones your parents made for you yeah, I think the one that comes to my head in terms of, um, I guess, different, just things that I want to pass on. I don't think that this is particularly unique to my parents, but just this hustle mentality, like the sleep when you're dead and you got to work all this and you got to do twice as much to get half as much and all of that. Like, I know that in some ways, systematically, that is true and accurate, but I'm also over it. And I've done a lot of work around exploring where I learned to rest, what I learned self-care was, and where that hustle hard mentality comes from. And I just don't want to pass that on. Like, I'm tired of Black women having to kill themselves to be martyrs or keep taking on this burden. And not that I know that I'm going to have a Black girl or that I'm going to have a child, period. But that is something that I would want to pass on, even to my Black son. Like, you don't have to hustle all the time. It does not have to be grind to the ground every single day. You can rest, you can take naps, you can enjoy life. Um, but the thing that I think that I would want to keep the same is, like, I wrote about it in one of the blogs that we did. It's just, like, the amount of trust that my mom had for me. And I really do just believe that, allowing people to live and take risks and like have a foundation of trust and understanding and mutual respect for a child between a parent and a child I just think it's a really beautiful thing and so that is definitely something that I would want to instill in a child that I had um because that really did set up a good foundation for who I am and how I move and operate in the world and I would also just say like I want to model healthy boundaries and in that like an idea of being able to give and give fully 
but give from a place of fullness and give from a place of like you being so well and so taken care of that you can give and it's not from a place of you have poor boundaries or you aren't taking care of yourself like that is something that I would definitely like to see done very different because I don't think that that was modeled for our generation I think that we're learning that now but I would love to um I want to model that I want to teach that so those are the things I think I would do same and different and I definitely think that those are things I don't know for me I guess when I think about I think those are things that people need to pay attention to when it comes to parenting because honestly one children are watching right? Like they're, like you said, they're watching more than they're listening. And so they're going to be paying attention to the things that you do. And also, I think a lot of times parents try to teach their children what they wish they had known or what they like ideally want for their kids, but they're not doing it for themselves. So like, if you're talking about, oh, I want my child to be compassionate for themselves and I want them to love themselves and like, um, be this confident person but you're not compassionate with yourself and you're not a confident person and you're mean and you're like doing all of these things how can you then say that you want to cultivate that in a child and so i just really encourage people to really give out what they want to instill in their children if you want your children to be confident you need to first be confident if you want your children to have healthy boundaries you need to first have healthy boundaries and the more that you cultivate those things within yourself I think that it just naturally lends to um, developing that in your children so that would be my advice for people who are trying to figure out how and what decisions to make and what to pass on to their children what would you offer Ashley how do you think that people should be giving to their children child don't have me giving out no <laughs> no advice for parents i'm in awe of y'all literally in awe um but i guess I, what i would say is that i do think that it's not just about what you teach them right like you have to be like super intentional about the community and the circle and the people you have your kids around and and and, and what they're imparting on your children as well um because they're either going to reinforce or tear down everything you say like and it's going to be one or the other <laughs> and while you can't always you know choose everybody that they're around you can particularly in their early years, you know, really be in control of that. And I think doing as much as you can to like enforce a, a positive circle um, is important. And in, a, in that positive circle, I encourage you to think about ways in which you can teach your child to be like a good human being holistically. Like, I think a lot of people are like, okay, I need to work on like them being like kind and sweet and caring for others and generous and thoughtful, right? They're talking, telling their kid to share. They're telling their kid to be nice to people, blah, blah, blah. But like, how are you like teaching them like physical fitness and taking care of their bodies and eating well? Like it has to be holistic. And listen, I, again, I'm not a parent and I can only imagine all of the stress that you're under trying to like have this human live each day today. But I do think as much as you can like have an um, holistic approach to your parenting the better, right? Like the more you can do of that, like being intentional about that, not just focusing on their academics or just focusing on um, them being a good person, but focusing on their spiritual health and connection to, uh, you know, um, a higher power and like, um, like focusing on like um, community, like as much as you can help them be a well-rounded human, the better. Um, because they will reap what you sow. Um, and I know so many people are talking about legacy, 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 but that legacy stuff starts 
today. It's not about like building wealth for the future because you can save all the money in the world for them, you know, to, uh, you know, transfer the biggest house in their name. But if you don't, if they don't respect you, if they don't know how to use that money, well, it, your legacy is going to fall like salt through their hands. Right. So like you just really do have to be holistic in your, your parenting because they will reap what you sow again and again and again for better or for worse. And we digress. So next up is all black everything. Marcy, what do you have for us this week? So this week in all black everything, we're going to um, get into our ratchet side. <laughs> because if you had a pulse and you are aware of anything that has been happening in the world, you would know that Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion released a new album, a new song. It might as well be an album. A new song on Thursday, I guess. We'll go with Thursday. And it has just taken the world by storm for the last... <laughs> several days. And so I just wanted to come on here and first um, reiterate my admiration for Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> Gonna just keep acknowledging and saying it. Um, but also just to give a few nuggets of um, clarification, if you will, about Black women and their bodies and their sexuality. Number one, it is theirs. <laughs> Black women have the freedom to do whatever they want to do with their bodies in any way, shape, or form that they choose to do that. When we're talking about, um, we were just talking about parents and parenting and what that means. And I've heard a lot of conversations about like, oh, what kind of role models are they for young girls? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. They are not. And so come, let me go back. I backtracked that. I digressed real quickly. What you shouldn't be doing as a parent is letting videos and rappers and entertainers be your ch children's role models. Let, let you handle that for yourself. So that is one and two. Three, what did y'all expect? Like, it is Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. So I went on this like rabbit hole of just watching different twerk videos. Cause you know, on YouTube, it just gives you suggestions of different songs. And it brought us back to twerk with Cardi B and City Girls. And I was just like, this, this is basically the exact same thing. So leave Black women alone. Like, I don't, I'm not here to argue about whether or not it was raunchy, whether or not it is appropriate. It's not appropriate. Again, like, this is what, <laughs> the whole point is that it's not appropriate. I don't think it was supposed to be. Give those girls their credit where it is due. My, the other thing that I love about their music, though, is that they take these samples um, of these men's songs, right? Like Nicki did it with Anaconda. Twerk, it has a sample. Like, they're all sampled from these men's songs that technically exploit Black women in a lot of different ways. And they're taking them and using them for their own monies and their own things. And so I just really admire <laughs> the audacity for them to be able to do that. And for a lot of women, it was very empowering. Like, just let us have our fun. Let us have. Yeah, I don't time. cook. I don't clean. But let me tell you how I got this ring. And empowerment. That's a keynote. That's a keynote right there. I listen. I want to. I want to be sitting on the front row. <laughs> let me tell y'all something. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell y'all my business. But let that relatable content. Okay, relatable <laughs> content. <laughs> Anyway, all of the song was relatable content. Like, let's just enjoy and have fun and let these young girls, because Megan Thee Stallion is a smooth 25 years old, let these young women have fun 
enjoy their lives. Don't let them parent your children because that is not their job. That's not their lane. And just let us be. And all these people that are also out here talking about these animals in the videos, look, listen, listen, white folks, because that's mostly who it is. Look, listen, listen, leave Linda. us alone. <laughs> Linda, listen, Linda, leave us alone. Worry about yourself. And then the other thing that I would also just like to add I didn't even recognize who Cardi, um, what the girl name is, Kylie was. Y'all with this petition of 37,000 people, that was as of Saturday to get her out the video. She's not going anywhere. But also, I love the additions of Christina Aguilera and Viola Davis. <laughs> Y'all can keep Betty White. But those two right there, I'm like, listen, yes. I always say, who did this? this? <laughs> who did, who did this? this? I was like, look, miss, you look very fine, though. Like, listen, we'll take it. We will allow it. So I loved it. I was entertained. I've been in a whole sophisticated ratchet mood all weekend. I posted on my personal page. I was just like, look, we're going to run this back summer 2021 because it's not fair that we didn't get to go outside and have do hood rat things with our ratchet friends listening to WAP. So that's it for all Black Everything for me. <laughs> Shout out to worship and praise. We are yet thankful. My little sister texted me at like 2 a.m. last night. Like, I just found out what WAP means. And I was like, LOL, good night. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, baby, you ain't finna, finna entangle me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Marcy, thank you for raising that. So important. Like, let Black women live. Also, listen, like, like you said, I actually will tell y'all my business. Go back to the big O episode. Listen up, listen up. You can actually hear a little bit of both of our business. Go back to the big O episode, listen up, have your orgasm and leave other people alone. Okay. Okay. Um, so that wraps up all black everything. And lastly, this week in TVT, we're switching it up a little bit because we are going to talk not about TV, but about books. You all may know that I relaunched uh, my book club um, with a good friend and my business bestie, Bree Johnson. We just launched the Business Bestie Book Club in July, um, and we are still seeking new members. Um, the book club meets twice a month um, via Zoom, and we get together and we read um, books about um, uh, about women, um, our personal stories, about business development, and about um, personal um, professional growth and development. Uh, the book club has about 10 members currently, and we're really looking to grow this month. And so if you are interested in having a community of women, right, like a community of folks who uh, you can just connect with and um, learn from and participate in a small group dialogue, you should join the Business Bestie Book Club. You can do so at members.businessbestiebookclub.com. That's M-E-M-B-E-R-S, members.com businessbestiebookclub.com and you can join. Um, it really is so much fun. We get together, like I said, about twice a month um, for an hour and we talk about the book. We talk about what we learned. Every um, book has a learning guide. So you guys know that I work in higher ed and I am a faculty member in the College of Education. Um, so, you know, I stand some homework. I stand a learning guide. I stand just like reading something and then applying it. So um, I'm really thrilled that each um, each book um, comes with a learning guide. It's just like two pages, maybe seven to 10 questions, but it really helps you not just like 
read the book, but actually like have application and you can print the guide out um, and like write in it. Um, you can bring it and we can discuss it. Um, all members get a free mug or um, a free water bottle or a free gift when they join. So um, we're really just thrilled about that. And this month, in the month of August, we are reading a book about um, marketing and communications. It's called Uncloned. Um, and it is by um audra audra richmond um and so definitely um if you haven't already you want to join the book club again you can do that members.businessbestiebookclub.com you can grab the book on um kindle so you don't even have to like go to amazon and buy it. you just download it on kindle and read it along with us the learning guide is out now um and so and we'll be me meeting on wednesday so tomorrow i guess when this episode comes out um and you can join same day and join us um live for the recap so definitely um join the book club and marcy i know you were at least i don't know if you still are in a book club in your own community have like and i got to sit in and watch that one um week and that was really awesome so um what do you like what are you like what value have you found from just like being a part of a book club and like talking and connecting with other women around books that you're reading oh we just love when we just have a love for books and so it's really nice to um sit down and just share that love with one another but also like I am the type of person that I read things for entertainment purely. I watch things for entertainment purely. Again, I talked about this, what, last week? Critiquing is not my thing. So it's really nice to hear other people's perspectives because I do think, like, I value other people's perspectives. And so being able to just sit and listen and learn what people see, because as a psychologist, when people read things and people watch things, I interpret it as a projection of their experiences onto the material. So it's just nice to see what people project from their personal experiences onto what we're reading. Um, and of course, sitting down, sipping wine and spending time with girlfriends, it's just always a great way to connect and build community. So definitely just lots of value in terms of relationship building and learning and gathering wisdom. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because I feel like typically projection is seen as a bad thing. So as you talk about projection and like people projecting their lived experience in a way that you can learn from and you can like glean from, that is the purpose of a book club. That is the purpose of like girlfriend time and like listening and learning together. Um, and even when it's entertainment, like you can still like in unintentional learning or like passive learning still happens. So, so I love that. Thanks for sharing. Um, and yeah, so um, definitely consider joining the Business Bestie Book Club or join a book club in your community or heck, girl, start your own. Uh, but infuse some reading, some, some, some leisure reading, some learning reading, some personal development reading in your life. You will be better for it. And we are soon um, voting on the book that we will read next. Um, so make sure that you, um, Make sure that you join the book club so you can get your vote in for the September book. That wraps up this week's episode of School and Life. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you do tell a friend about School and Life. Our listens for the month of July were through the roof. We are so proud of that. And a lot of it because you all were sharing with friends. We had some great guests on and they were sharing. And we just love to see that community growing. So please do make sure that you um, share it with a friend. Also, School and Life podcast is also still on Instagram. So if you're still looking for us there, you want to tag us in episodes you can still do that just at school and life podcast on instagram that's s-c-h-o-l-i-n life podcast on instagram and we are also on facebook as well so you can tag us engage with us share things with us on instagram and facebook we look forward to talking with you next week school's out class dismissed